Hello Super Johnny, hello Super Trevor, it's me, Mario, woohoo, mamma mia, you guys, you're number one, woohoo, see you in my games, aha. Trevor, I don't know about you, but we've been really knocking out some episodes of our podcast. Yeah, we have so many episodes. I mean, I don't see what can go wrong. The more we put out, the more people listen. That's right. We give the people what they want. More, more, more. Giving so much of one thing has never destroyed that one thing. Yeah, Ever. Exactly. And this is totally unrelated. Um, but did you... I was reading some video game history recently. Uh-huh. Did you hear about the 1983 video game crash? Of what? I know it's weird. It's like... Atari and all these companies were releasing so many games. Yeah. People just couldn't keep up. There were games coming out of their ears. That sounds like a great thing. I know. Yeah. Anyways, I'm glad we have so many episodes and we just keep yeah, pumping it out. We're about to hit 100. That's we don't care about quality. It's no, just quantity. No, we've never, from day one, we said quality is the least of our worries. Exactly. Never once thought nor cared about that. Or our fans. Exactly. We just want to give them plenty of stuff to listen to. That's just our voices again and again and again. Trevor, I want to check our numbers even. You think check it's our download numbers. I want to check our months. download numbers. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Trevor. What? Let me check. I got to check the social media too. I got to check this. Here. <gasps> Trevor, it's trending. What's trending? It says here on Twitter that Retro Blist has destroyed the video game podcast market. What? We've, we've apparently put out too many episodes, and it's just crashed it. Nobody cares about it anymore. It says here that the analytics are saying... What is this quote? What, it's like the New York Times? What? We've bloated the video game podcast market with subpar material reminiscent of the 1983 video game crash who does he think he is that's that's this editor first of all that's hurtful was he calling us as people bloated just because we put on some pounds since we've no, been podcasting that's not fair it's body shaming uh, for one also yeah. uh trevor i actually just got i just got an idea i know i didn't say that correctly but i did get an idea well we need some help what, what's your idea okay now Stay with me. So, uh, Atari put out so many games that it crashed the video game market, right? Yeah, quantity over quality. That's right. I don't see how that applies to us, but... But what happened to save the video game industry? Mario. Mario. I see what you're thinking. Yeah. Let's eat spaghetti. No. Oh. Well, I mean, we can do that, too. Don't okay. get me wrong. I'm all for eating spaghetti. But I think we need to call in the, the heavy hitter and see if he can help us. If he saved video games, maybe he could save podcasting and us. Hey, it's worth a shot. I, I don't want to give up yet. I mean, we still have like three or four more episodes to, to flood the market with. All right, here we go. I want to top in the thing. Uh, yeah, hey, Mario? Yeah, uh, can you uh, help us? Okay, all right. Says he's on his way. Hey, somebody's at the door. That was quick. Wow, that was quick. And I thought he would come through the plumbing. I huh. I just thought that. But... Seems off. Alright, here we go. I'm gonna open the door and... <laughs> it's a me, Mario! <laughs> Mario! It's Mario! It's Mario, you can't contain yourself. <clears throat> it's a me, Mario! <laughs> there you are, Mario! Mario, Mario, Trevor and I need your help bad. 
What's the problem? Uh, the problem is uh, we've crashed the podcasting the podcasting in general, and we need you to save it like you saved video games. Oh yes, I remember very well. I saved the video game on market. Yeah, so our podcast is Retro Blist. Have you heard of us? Ew. Oh, wait, wait, what's wrong? I throw spaghetti. No, we'll make spaghetti. That's, that's, that's beside the point. Can you save us? I'll see you later. Mario, where are you going? Bye-bye. Oh my gosh. Trevor. Trevor. Trevor, are you there, Trevor? Yeah, yeah, it's me. Oh, sorry, I didn't see you. Uh, Mario came and went. What? You went out of the room for it's a like minute. It's like he just blanked out? Yeah. What, what? I asked him to save us, and he just... He left... Oh, here's a note he left. Let me see if I can read it. It says... Um, you, uh, I'm going to try to read it how he would write it. <clears throat> if I can't. Uh, it's a me, Mario. He actually has it written down. Okay. Uh, I can't uh, help you too. There is no helping how horrible you are as a people. And hug, hug, kiss, kiss. You know what? What? I'm really rejuvenated by that. You are? Mario just hug, hug, kiss, kissed us. <laughs> you know, you Mario. Know Mario himself. Let's do 200 more episodes. I'm with you. Let's do it. Let's start now. Are you ready for it? Retro Blist! Welcome to episode 99 of Retro Blizz Podcast. I don't know what you're doing. I was doing it. Anyway. Okay, I got you. Welcome. Welcome. He's Trevor. And he's Johnny. Do you love doing that? Sure. Okay. It's episode 99. Let's sing it from the heavens. 99 episodes. The last episode ever. We're quitting after this. Why would we do 100? Because we want attention. Wow. Yeah, that happened. That happened. That's the Retro Bliss musical right there. And all its beautiful bliss. That was the first and last Retro Bliss musical? There may be another one, if I could talk Trevor into it. But 99 episodes. We've done it, Trevor. This is episode 99. Can you believe it? We've done something, alright. We've done something that nobody cares about. You could argue we flooded the podcasting market. Yes, you could argue that, because we have. I guess we're the Atari in this scenario, and uh, who's going to be the Nintendo? I don't know. There's so many other podcasts, I yeah. guess, you can use. I don't want to give them any more free publicity. No, I know. It's going to be a new they one. They don't talk about us. A new one's going to rise up. Yeah, that's right. And that's us. We're going to rise up yeah. from our already 99 episodes. We're like the Phoenix. We're going, to re- <laughs> we're going to eat our dead carcass and then replace it with a better retro list with a better carcass not really we're just gonna keep doing the same thing yeah we're gonna replace it with the exact same thing but welcome to retro bliss it's like when a family has a lot of kids and the first kid doesn't turn out great and they're like well this other kid that's why i had two kids this kid's gonna turn out better but they're just as bad as the other kid and they just keep 
you know, just pumping out bad kid after bad kid. Do you pump out kids? That's what I'm calling it. That's the technical term, right? <laughs> There's no good way I can answer this question. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Retro Bliss. Your weekly Where do game children come from? By game pregnancy podcast. <laughs> also your retro game podcast. Out of the belly button, right? That's what I always imagine. Yes. Okay, sweet. That's the what bird, that's for. Finally, I found that out. The bird carries them from the baby factory and drops them on your belly button. That sounds right. We cover a new game every week. We do. What are we doing? This is like a mix of some weird, horrible. Yeah, this is a brand new episode podcast. of brand new episode of two dudes in a nest. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to our episode last week if you're confused. I always do callbacks. Uh man, it's like we're sitting here in the um, the essence of greatness and so i really don't know where to go with it we kind of are because uh we wanted to do leading up to episode 100 uh, some heavy hitters we've already covered Mega Man. Mm-hmm. we've already covered sonic the hedgehog mm-hmm. and what other way to go out than with mario the original mario super mario, super mario brothers, brothers for the nintendo entertainment system so i was just going to say up front if you weren't alive at the time <laughs> Or if you were, I mean, technically, I guess when this game came out, I was just one, so... But if you're alive right now, you can go to our Patreon. Just go to Patreon. Yeah. Slash. I love how you just... I'm trying to just yep. muster up some forced momentum, uh-huh. and you're crushing it at every yes, turn. That's what I did. Go ahead and do your shout-out. Retro Blist on, uh, uh, on the Patreon. And if you think this filth the stupidity that you've been listening to already is worth you giving money to, then hey... Please do. We appreciate it. Patreon.com. Look for Retro Bliss. Yep. Now, what were you saying before I rudely interrupted? Super Mario Brothers, 1985 Nintendo. I was two years old. I was one years old. (laughs) And my one years old self said, man, the video game market has collapsed. You have a great vocabulary at one. It has crashed. (laughs) This is a horrible thing because when I'm a few years older, I'm going to want to play some video games. (laughs) But Atari and these other companies have just pumped out game after game without thinking about... The bubble exploding, so to speak. Yep. Nobody's ever going to care about video games again. It's done. And then here comes this little game from this Japanese company. This little m- dude named Mario. That's right. Dude named Mario. And uh, it's been credited by many sources with, at the very least, rejuvenating, perhaps even resuscitating oh. the dead and dying video game market. Is this still one-year-old you talking? Yes. Because that's impressive. One year old had a much better vocabulary than yeah, I do now. You do. <laughs> so, the older you get, the less words you do. Makes sense. Yep. Checks out. So, most of you have not heard of Mario. It's a little small game. Yeah. So, I'll just go and say it's a platformer, jumping, get from A to B. What you may not know in this little segment we like to call the summary is it was based on the Mario Brothers arcade game. I didn't. Didn't cross my mind back in the day that the arcade game from 1983, which was, I've played this uh, as a like a throw-in thing yeah. on the Super Mario Advance games. So Mario and Luigi are kind of against each other. Yeah, and they're yeah. like bumping crabs and yeah. hitting pal blocks. Yeah. It's a fun little game. <laughs> bumping crabs. But, uh, <laughs> bumping crabs. Let's bump some crabs. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it does. Like two people who have some terrible diseases getting down. But, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> We'll get into a little bit of the history in the Bliss Quiz, but... Hey, baby, you want to bump some crabs? But all you need to know now is it's based on a game where you bump some crabs. <laughs> and that's really all about Mario. I think we can move on to the next game. Can I quickly... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Can I quickly say, too, uh, this Mario, the Mario Super Mario Brothers, was also put into an arcade cabinet at one point. 
Uh, I know this just because literally right up the road, there's a building up here that used to have an arcade in it. And my mm-hmm. parents would take me all the time because literally it's like five minutes from here. And Mario was one of the games in the cabinets. And I That's don't know cool. why, but I always love playing it there, even though I had it at home. <laughs> well, I mean, it's probably, spoiler alert, probably the best game in the arcade. If you only had a limited selection there, I mean... There's quite a few there. I don't remember everything else that was there, but I definitely remember that. But, enough about crabs. Yes. What other memories you, do you have? you got to have some memories of Super Mario Brothers. Oh, I definitely. It was one of the very first games I ever, ever, ever played. Uh, the Nintendo was the first system that I ever got, video game system, uh, that I can remember. I know I got an Atari at one point, but I can't remember which one I got before. Uh, the Atari was a hand-me-down, though. I know that. Anyway... Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was the game that came with it. The very popular Mario slash Dunk Hunt combination. The one that I still have today is the one that we played today. Yep. And, uh, I had, uh, at the time, uh, my parents were nice enough. This is when we were, we, we didn't have a lot of money, but my parents were loving parents and they got me a little small TV. I mean, this thing was small and they didn't even have color in it yet. And that's what I would play on as my phone makes a weird noise there. That was a weird noise. Yeah. Like a sports thing's coming up. But anyway, so it was even black and white. But I flipping love playing that game. And to this day, I was telling you, it's really strange how much I remembered as I was playing this. We'll get into that a little bit, but it's creepy how many little details Johnny remembers. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I mean, my memories of this game are so many and so early. That if I had a better memory, I could probably tell you more about my memories of this game than any other. You know, I've waxed on and on about Sonic 2. I've waxed on and on about uh, the Turtles games. If your memory was a better memory, you could remember more about anything, though. Yes, but I'm saying, like, Sonic 2 and Turtles, I remember more about almost. Because you played them more. Or even Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. But this game was, like, for a couple years before we really had much of anything else. It was like, yeah, love this game. My best memory of this game was... This, the NES was the first system we owned. Like every system until we had more of our own money. Um, we got it well after it was new. We actually got the system along with uh, Mario Brothers, the Dunk Hunt, and the Light Gun from my uncle. Um, to be honest, I hate to say it, but he probably had already bought a Sega Genesis. That's probably why we got this. Because Genesis was 89, I think. So that's probably when we got the NES, if I'm being honest. That would put me about five years old. Um... And I remember being so young when we initially got the NES that just beating the first level in Super Mario Brothers was a real challenge. I remember doing it the first time and just being so excited. Yeah. And then, like, I remember two years later, like, laughing about the fact that we used to think that was hard because we could do it with our eyes closed, it seemed like. Yeah. But, yeah, I remember my dad is actually one of the couple of games, this and Mario 3, of all things, that my dad and my uncle came over uh, and just played. And I remember they even had a hard time with the first level at first because it was... It was a new concept, a game that required this kind of just precision and dexterity. Yeah. I don't know. Just everything about it um, is pure nostalgia, like almost to a degree that it's almost like the stereotypical nostalgia, but they don't, don't let that take away from how special the game is, I think, was the lesson I learned. Correct, correct. Now, Trevor, if I was to ask you, what's the story of Mario? Well, how could we possibly know unless we have access to the manual? Oh, which... Are you saying that we do? That's what I'm saying. So, Super Mario Brothers, from the manual, this does, of course, have the official Nintendo seal of quality. And I think I'm going to go and read the precautions because, you know, you young whippersnappers may not know how to handle a precision piece of equipment like this. 
Uh, it says, this is a high-precision game. It should not be stored in places that are very hot or cold. Never hit it or drop it. Do not take it apart. Avoid touching the connectors. Because that's where babies come from. No, uh, do not get them <laughs> wet or dirty. Doing so may damage the game. Do not clean with benzene, paint thinner, alcohol, or other such solvents. Um, I hate to call Nintendo a liar, but regular rubbing alcohol is like one of the best things. I always clean my games with that. Yeah. My cartridges with a Q-tip. Well, you're going to run out your warranty with that. Then, sure. My I'm running my warranty. Then, of course, you got the control pad that moves Mario slash Luigi. And you got the buttons that do things, but I'm here to read you the story. <laughs> the buttons that do things. Yeah. The story. The story. Trevor, so, what's the story of Mario? So, Johnny, I would first like to thank you for selecting the Nintendo Entertainment System Super Mario Brothers Pack. You know when you're trying to do something and mm-hmm. I keep like railroading it with oh, yeah. really weird... I feel like it's you getting back at me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Trevor, what's the story of Mario? <laughs> so, one day, the kingdom of the peaceful mushroom people was invaded by the Koopa... A tribe of turtles famous for their black magic. <laughs> this is directly from the manual from the original Super Mario Brothers. I feel like you're making this up. I'm not. The quiet, peace-loving mushroom people were turned into stones. This part's true, yeah. Bricks. And even... I love this. And even field horsehair plants. <laughs> I don't even know what a horsehair plant is. <laughs> the tragedy. It's a plant where you go and they make a lot of horsehairs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the Mushroom Kingdom fell into ruin. It's a great job. The benefits are pretty great. The one, or the only one who can undo the magic spell on the Mushroom people and the Mushroom, sorry, and return them to their normal selves is the Princess Toadstool, the daughter of the Mushroom King. I want to stop a minute and say how different is this from the story from Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, it's different. like, only Sonic can save us. Only yeah. Sonic is cool enough. Here it's like, no, the princess is going to do it. So, But you got to save her. It's not even mentioned yeah. Mario yet. <laughs> but that kind of makes her even cooler, though, if you yeah. think about it. That's how important she is. That's why you got to save her. Unfortunately, she's presently in the hands of the great Koopa Turtle King. I feel like they kind of dropped the turtle thing a little bit with Koopa yeah, later. Yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, Mario, the hero of the story, maybe, it actually says that, <clears throat> maybe, <laughs> hears about the mushroom people's plot and sets out on a quest to free their mushroom princess from the evil Koopa and restore the fallen kingdom of the mushroom people. You are Mario! It's up to you to save the mushroom people from the black magic of the Koopa. Please read the instruction booklet to ensure proper handling of your new game. Then save the booklet for future reference. Oh, nice. I like how the story ends there. Yes. So, yeah. I still remember being blown away that all the blocks and everything are technically the Mushroom Kingdom people. And you just and knock you just them around. murder them left or yeah. right. It's awful. <laughs> it's a dark, heavy story. I think you should take a minute to appreciate that. I think we should just soak it in. Yeah. It's pretty heavy and dark. You're right. Okay. Moment of silence for all those people we just murdered. Yes. You think? By hitting the bricks. Okay. Here we go. And now. Let's talk about graphics. Let's do it. Graphically, Trevor, this game came out in 85. 85, a launch game for the NES. How does it look today? Uh, timeless is about the only word I could use to describe it. Yeah. It's a 30, little... 33 years old? 33 years old? That works yeah. for me. I'm bad at math. Uh, it's, a, it's old. It's as old as we are. Uh, so that's the point, though, is that this game is that old, yet... It graphically still holds up to me. It still yeah. looks great. There's obviously you can see that it's an early game that there are some limitations with it graphically. I mean, just compare it to Mario Three mm-hmm. or even Mario Two if you want to. Uh, and then graphically, it's not as 
nice as those, but considering when this came out, I think this game more than holds its own. It was just absolutely a perfect example of knowing what they had to work with, working within those confines, and making the best, cleanest-looking game they possibly could. Um, just if you play it on a tube TV like it was originally meant to be played, the colors still pop. It's just bright and it's colorful. It's There's no time ever where the graphics get in the way of the gameplay. Um, and... I don't know. And Mario is just a great design. It's a great yeah. character design. I mean, it's it's so atypical. I mean, it's a plumber and overalls. I mean, there's just nothing. <laughs> it, if somebody's going to make the character now in 2018 and it never existed before, it would not work. It just wouldn't happen. Yeah. I mean, he's an Italian stereotype. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I don't want to compare this too much to Sonic, but how can you not? This was the roots of Super Mario Brothers. We just covered the original Sonic the Hedgehog. And just from a graphic standpoint, um, there's really no imperfections with this game. Um, I know we mentioned a few things like with slowdown and things with Sonic the Hedgehog. There's really none of that here. No, they definitely made sure this game ran very well with what they put in it. Like I think they definitely had that in their minds as they were creating this game. This, this amazing piece of uh, art here. I would say this is art. It's just, it, it, yeah, it's it's the closest video games are ever going to come to a true expression, I think. Yeah. Because it's just, it is a part of video games now. Yeah, and it's just such an an out there type of game. I mean, you yeah. know, before this, most of your games are A, very simple, and B, uh, platform games just weren't really that big until Mario. This was, I don't know if you remember this from, I think it was the Blitz Quiz and... It, actually, it might have been Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Country, because apparently it's the only game I can remember. <laughs> but for one of those, and I put in the Bliss Quiz, Mario Super Mario Brothers is not the first platformer. I think Donkey Kong, the original Donkey Kong, is credited with that, if I'm not mistaken. But no, Donkey Kong was the first one where he could jump. That's what it was. Yeah. Which of course starred Mario. But this was the first game where you could control your jump, like not only how high you jump, but how far you jump. The direction you jump. The that cannot be. That is as big of a development as the discovery of the directional pad. I mean, it's just huge. Um, but anyways, <coughs> we're getting into gameplay now. Let's do it. Game. No, let's get in. The, we're not. I'm saying I'm accidentally getting into gameplay. Throw me your off here. As usual, as usual, we are butchering and massacring the a game that deserves the best. Yeah, that's how we roll, though. Yes, that's what we do. So graphically, we're both saying this game looks still holds up today. Oh yeah. All right, so uh, music and sound. I think this is another way this game just stands out. I mean, all these songs on all these levels are just iconic. Oh, yeah. Every, yeah, every single one of them. Not just that first overworld yeah. level. It's literally everyone. Like, it just brings back so many, a flood of memories. The second you hear any music from this game, mm-hmm. even, uh, I mean, from, uh, I mean, even the, even the sounds, too, from, like, Koopa's fire coming at you. Like, I remember you could hear oh, yeah. the fire before it came your way. Yeah. I mean, it's just so incredible, the sound and the music in this game. Koji Kondo wrote uh, six pieces of music for this game. Which, when you think about it, there's actually a little bit more than that. But every single one of them just stands out. I said last week that the Green Hill Zone thing from Sonic, the original Sonic, was the second most iconic piece of game music. The very first piece of music you hear in this game is the most iconic. Oh, bar none. Yeah. I don't think anyone would truly argue that that's more than say, 15 or 20 years old. There may be songs you like better. Right, but yeah, yeah. this is by far, to me, 
the most iconic. Even somebody who's not even into video games, I think, could pick out what this was right. from. So, um, yeah, what else can you say about it? I mean, I guess if I'm being honest, and it could just be because it's just personal preference. My, I have a soft spot for the Donkey Kong Country, especially the second one. The music in that game is probably my favorite ever in a video game. But you just can't touch this for just how it's so perfect for the game. It's and it really kind of set the tone that video games can have great music, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah actually, um, I read that this game was credited for kind of just making music a big aspect of games. It just wasn't really considered that important right. of an aspect of most games. And this game, because of its popularity and because the music was such a part of it, it kind of changed the thinking on that. Yeah. So Koji Kondo deserves, I mean, the man's a genius, but he deserves whatever praise he gets, I think, for creating this with such simple hardware. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Trevor, let's get into the gameplay. The gameplay. Now, of course, you've already said before, this is a platform. You're going from left to right, pretty much, mm-hmm. to beat each level. There are eight worlds, and there's four levels per world. Uh, this just gets tougher and tougher as you go. Uh Mm-hmm. You have, of course, there's two buttons on the controller. One jumps, and the other one will either A, uh, when you get flower power, shoot fireballs, or mm-hmm. B, make you run faster. And uh, I don't want to stop you, but how about we just let the manual tell us how to play? No, of course, because it knows better than I do. So, point three in the manual is how to play. Now, this is cool, actually, because try to take yourself back to a time when platformers weren't just a thing that you always played. The idea of holding the B button to run was new as far as I know this was all a new concept so try to put yourself in that mindset when I read this from the manual as this game proceeds the screen gradually advances to the right the mushroom kingdom is made up of a number of worlds and each world is divided into four areas the fourth area of each world ends in a big castle the princess as well as her mushroom what retainers rainers retainers yeah her mushroom retainers, I don't even understand that. <laughs> she has, she does it for her teeth. Okay. Are being held in one of the castles by the Turtle Tribe. In order to rescue the princess, Mario has to make it to the castle at the end of each world within the given time. Along the way are mountains, pits, sea, turtle soldiers, and a host of traps and riddles. There are a couple of riddles at the end. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I would, just call, I would call them more puzzles. Yeah, riddles is an odd word, but... Whether or not you can make it to the castle and free the princess depends on you. You're going to need sharp wits and lightning reflexes to complete this quest. I got it then. So as far as jumping, uh, Mario and Super Mario, which is what you turn into when you get the mushroom, both jump the same height, which is essential. Do you know how broken this game would be if you jump a different height when you get hit? Yeah. When you turn small? Uh, Now this, people were like, what? When they read this. There just wasn't anything like this. I know it seems silly now, but the height Mario jumps depends on how long you hold down the A button. You can use the control pad left and right to make Mario hook to the left or even in midair. Yeah, that is that is what just blew this game out of the water because it makes it where you can do some really precise mm-hmm. jumping. And the fact that the controls are done so well and they're very nice and tight like they should be, yep. uh, That that to me is what really made Mario as amazing as it was and set some amazing groundwork for games to come. And of course, you got your bonus prizes, as the game calls it. The one-up mushroom. 100 coins equals a life. The question blocks. And here it tells us, uh, 
about the items. Do you want to know about the items in Mario Brothers, Johnny? I kind of already know, but you can do it. Okay. Well, the magic mushroom makes you bigger. Oh, yeah, I knew that. The fire flower gives you firepower. Yeah, I knew that. The star man makes you invincible. Oh, yeah. And um, I love the diagrams here. Yeah. The manual's pretty amazing. The manual's great. So, yeah, it tells you about, I mean, it's so second nature now, but this looks semi-complex almost for its time. Like, you got the turtles that you can jump on and knock into blocks, and it tells you about all that. How about I'll give you the names? <laughs> no, it's too easy. I'm just going to go over the characters, because you're going to know who they all are. Oh, this is great. This is great. Sorry, I should have read this ahead of time. But, uh, you know, beware. The following are deadly. Oh. Bumping into members of the turtle tribe and other baddies. So, this manual, which I've never read until now, has stories, little backstories for all the enemies. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So, little Goomba. He's a mushroom who betrayed the Mushroom Kingdom. One stomp and he dies. The Koopa Troopa is a surgeon of the Turtle Empire. Uh, the Hammer Brothers are wily twin brothers. Spiny is Lakito's pet, but a wild fighter. That's why he always throws them at you. The piranha plants are man-eating plants that live in the flower pots. They show their faces quickly and without warning. Lakito is, of course, Lakito is the mysterious turtle who controls the clouds. And he throws his pets at you. Then you've got Buzzy Beetle, who's quite the toughy. He the he looks like a football helmet. Then you got Koopa Tur- Turtle, who's a chicken. He's very timid. Then Koopa Paratroopa, who's a bit out of control. His got, wings are aimless. Uh, let's see. We got spiny eggs. We got... Um, the owl fish. <laughs> the cheap cheeps, which Johnny says look like owls. Uh, they're usually found in the water, but also sprout wings and fly. See, like an owl. Sure. Uh, Bullet Bill. Like so many of these Marios... Have, uh, Mario. So many of these enemies have stuck with all the Mario oh, games. Oh, yeah. Because they're just as iconic as Mario. Bullet Bill's... Bullet Bill's always been one of my favorites, although he killed me a lot in this game. Yeah. Bloober. The octopus. I thought it was Blooper. It's Bloober. Yeah. He uh, chases stubbornly after Mario. Then, of course... What? Okay, I'm going to ask you this one. All right. What is the name of the fireballs that shoot out of the lava? Well, they actually have a name for those? Yes. Wow. I don't know. What is it? Potoboo. Potoboo? Or Potoboo. Potoboo? <laughs> it's really weird. And the mushroom guys are called mushroom retainers. <laughs> what in the world? Do they have a little story? What's their story? Seven mushrooms who originally served in the court of Princess Toadstool, but are now under the spell of the evil Koopa Troopa. Oh, they're retaining her until Mario defeats Koopa in that level. Oh. That's such a weird way to put it. It is. And Johnny, your released, your most hated enemy, the jumping board. Oh, yeah, that stupid spring thing. I hated that thing. Yes. I was never good with it. Then, of course, you have Bowser himself, the king of the Koopa. The Sorcerer King holding Princess Toadstool captive in the last castle. He comes at you spitting fire. There's several ways to kill him, but you only get points if you use fireballs. Yep. So, there's all kinds of tricks in here, but we'll stop with there for the manual. It's such a cool manual. It really is. It really is. So, I'm not going to try to go over every level, but there's eight worlds, like you said. Four parts per world. 32 levels is pretty impressive for basically the first what we consider a true platformer. Yeah. And each level had, like, you never heard the same music twice. 
Oh, like in a world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, wait a minute, yeah. You never heard the same music twice in a row. I guess what yes, I should have said. Yes. Yeah. yeah, because there's... um. Well, it, I never knew this, to be honest with you, but it divides it into five types of levels. The overworld levels are like your the very first level, for example. Yeah. All the flatter levels are called overworlds, and they all have that music that's super iconic. Yeah. Uh, then you got the underground levels, which are self-explanatory. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Then you have the, this one's funny, athletic levels, <laughs> which is like level three, for example, um, where there's lots of like platforms that are floating and the, uh, I don't know, the whole area is just more open. Yeah. Not as much ground. You need more athleticism to deal with it. Yes. And you'll never guess what these kinds of levels are, the underwater levels. Give me a second. You're underwater. Oh, okay. And then, of course, the castle levels. So you have five basic archetypes that are repeated, but there's not a single duplicate level. They're all very different. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know that any particular level really stands out to me, except I will say we beat this game today playing it. We did. And Well, well I was going to be bragging. All right. You finished most levels, but I put a good <laughs> honest try in. You did, yes. Here, go ahead and brag. I just can't remember... How much you remember, like down to the nitty gritty. I did this with Mario 3 too. I don't know if you remember that. I do. In fact, the only conclusion I could come to is because me and Derek uh, were, my brother, were closer to the same age. We played a lot of multiplayer games. And now we played Mario a lot. But I think you must have like just really mastered it back in the day. The only time I would play this two players was when my mom would play. I think my dad played every once yeah. in a while. But mom would play with me quite a quite a bit. Uh, but mainly it was just me playing. And this was the, the only game I had for a long time. Yeah. I had this, and for some reason I had the Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. I can't even say Really? It. I never heard yeah. you mention it. Metal Gear. That's what I'm trying to say, is that, that game there. Huh. Pretty famous game, and I can't talk. But for whatever reason, I was terrible at Metal Gear. I couldn't get, get good at it. It's hard to figure out for a kid. But I picked up Mario right away. It just stuck with me. Mm-hmm. So to this day, I still remember all these little things, like from... Uh, you know, certain turtle shells you can keep jumping on and getting all these lives to where certain mushrooms are, to where one-ups are hidden. To... You remember down to the block where stuff was. <laughs> yeah. Like, in the later levels, even. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know, it's just all like a muscle memory just pops back. But I can't remember, like, things that are important. But I can remember this. Right. I will say, though, the way I play this game, uh, I just, I can't think. I can't stop and think. I gotta just run and go. Yeah. <laughs> and Johnny's like, you're just getting crazy lucky. And it is part luck, but it's also the only way I can really play this game. <laughs> you just go full more ahead. There was like three or four times in a row where I don't know how you got through that part. <laughs> yes. Like, you just remembered them so well that you were going through with, like, precision and skill. Yeah. And I'm like, woohoo! <laughs> it was a little frustrating for me at times. To watch me play. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I don't know how you're getting that far. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there trying to get the timing just right. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're just going, like, going through it all willy-nilly there. <laughs> But I gotta say, the eighth world, the last four levels, every single one of those levels is way trickier than I remember. Now I'm also going to say, since we beat this game today, uh, this is a big spoiler alert for a game that came out in '85. But uh, <laughs> it's also one of the game games you do get a congratulations, mm-hmm. uh, but it just tells you to play on a, a harder difficulty, and that's just it. Just goes and restarts the whole game again, but the enemies are quicker and faster and different. Yes. So there's no more Goombas. The Goombas are pretty much gone. They're all replaced with the uh, the football helmet guys. I forgot mm-hmm. what you can say their names were. Uh, but yeah. Um, so I've never actually went through and beat it that version. However, I also wanted to say, I also have Mario All-Stars. 
for the Super Nintendo. And that's where they took uh, the three Mario games from Nintendo plus Lost Levels and just really beefed them up graphically mm-hmm. to the Super Nintendo levels. And I beat that one earlier this week too, the Super Mario 1 version of that. The ending is a little different. I actually sent it to you because I never actually beat that version of it. I just never played through it to beat it. Yeah. And I was blown away because I have a running joke about Mario and Princess and the Princess and that she's just always wants him just to be a friend and that's mm-hmm. it. Doing like she, she puts him into friend zone awfully quick. Yeah. Even though he goes through all this stuff and it's obvious that he's kind of in love with her. Uh, but he actually gets a little kiss on the cheek on this version. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. I have to. I think I saw the picture. We'll have to post it on the on our social medias. But that part really, I was like, eh, you go Mario. Yeah, he deserved it. <laughs> yeah. So, I was going to put this in the list quiz, but I didn't, so... Okay. <laughs> you know, Mario's very much about screens. Yes. You advance screens. How big do you think the biggest level is in the game? How many screens? It's got to be one of the eights. Uh, I want to say... 25. I stayed in a shot in the That's pretty close. It's 32. Oh, okay. Which Miyamoto originally wanted every single level... To be 60 screens. Because uh, he wanted the levels to take a minute. And he was allowing one second per screen. But then I guess pretty quickly figured out. Oh it's going to take longer than a second. Yes. <laughs> so luckily I guess the programmers were very happy. That they didn't have to make such long levels. <laughs> um, and really that's. I mean. Without going into detail about every level. I mean. I don't want to prolong it. But it's just. Every single level is exactly what it should be. It's how platforming should feel. Yeah. Right from the start. The controls and the, and the level designs kind of come together perfectly for this game. Yeah. So, I, I, are we ready for our final reviews then? I think so. I think so. All right. I can go first since I made you go first. Go ahead. Um, I'm actually a little curious. I mean, obviously, this ain't going to get a bad review. Spoiler, but... Right. This is definitely... I mean, we'll go ahead and tell you this is Retro Bliss to prove. <sighs> I have so much respect and love for this game. Just a from nostalgia because mm-hmm. I grew up with it, but also just its historical uh, importance to video games. Mm-hmm. I truly feel that if it wasn't for this game, uh, we might be in a different place when it comes to video games. I mean, mm-hmm. I kind of do feel that. So, it, and also, I mean, it's it's even just responsible for even better Mario games that came after it. I mean, it. I mean, Mario three, Mario two is kind of a different beast. But Mario 3, uh, you know, Super Mario World, you know, all these great Mario games, even the mm-hmm. ones that have come out recently, kind of try to harken back on the magic of this game. And they do a great job. Because mm-hmm. uh, every game, just every Mario game, all the good ones feel like Mario. Yeah. And this one started that. Uh, music is amazing. <sighs> this is not the best Mario game. I mean, it kind of can't be because it's the first one and they just kept getting better. But this is still a pretty phenomenal game that even holds up today. I'm going to give this an eight and a half. It's very, very good. I mean, I would go back and play it again. I've literally played this game, gosh, uh, three or four times this week already. So Yeah. And uh, it's been it's been a great time every time. So eight and a half, and I feel very confident with that score. Yeah, the... I think I said in our Mario 3 episode that I thought Mario 3 might technically be the most perfect Mario game, but 
I kind of spoiled it and said that Super Mario World was probably still my favorite Mario game. Yeah. Although, i got to be honest, some of the 3D ones have, as much as I prefer 2D, some of the 3D Mario games have threatened that title. But I think probably Super Mario World is still my favorite. But I don't know. I mean, my quote that Super Mario Brothers 3 was the most perfect, this one's about perfect too. I mean, but we do review games in 2018, so about perfect in 1985, you know, we got to take age and time into effect, um, just to be fair. I'll be honest, I don't think that platformers have ever felt better than the original Super Mario Brothers. Like, I was thinking that when I just sat down and played it in the basement. Because unlike you, I've taken a decade off from this game, probably, if not more. I mean, it's been a long time since I've really put any time into it. And it's like, you know what? My goodness, it still totally works. Playing it in the Shire, in my basement, uh, on an older RCA TV with the controller and the system... I don't know. It's just, it feels so good. Uh, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I, I, I went back and forth on it because it is a lot simpler than some of the later Mario games. You know, the levels do repeat in theme a lot. But it just feels like, I don't think they've ever made a better feeling platformer. Now, you know, that that Silly Ape has a series of games that I adore. But I don't think, I don't know, I don't think platformers have ever felt better than Super Mario Brothers. And luckily, for almost universally the most part, they've just maintained that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think... So you give it a 9, I give it 8.5. Which this is, is amazing for a 1985 yeah. NES game. Definitely. And honestly, I could be talking to a 9 pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, I was literally just comparing it to the other, uh, to Mario 3, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but it's just... I think you're right. It just really set some amazing groundwork. So, uh, definitely Retro Blast approved. It's cheap anyway. And it's like <laughs> 10 bucks or something like that, yeah, right? Or less. For the cart with Duck Hunt. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely worth it all day long. And you can there's other you can get it through the Nintendo eShop. Oh, yeah. There's so many uh, there's ways. There's so many ways you can play this game. I, I want to say something else, too. No. We should have made this a top list. But just looking at that cartridge with Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Yes. <laughs> considering when it came out. Yeah. What a great compilation. Because Duck Hunt was yeah. a blast, too. Yeah, literally. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, I just thinking about great compilations. Yeah. This... Da, 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 da. That's the duck, whenever... I mean, it's when he's getting... Da, 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 da. The duck's about to come out. No, that's Mario. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Um, there's something else I was going to say. And that dumb dog would laugh at you when you Oh. Missed. Speaking of dumb dogs. Yeah. Really? Do you want to... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we want to say this. I guess our reviews kind of give it away. Which do you think holds up better? The first Super Mario Brothers or the first Sonic the Hedgehog? Ooh. I hate to ask it, but we just reviewed Sonic, so it's a perfect Yeah, time. that's good. That's a good question. Uh, This game's older and it still holds up, so I guess I'm going to give the edge to it. I hate to say it to Sonic, but I don't think it's even an edge. I don't think it's close. And it's not even knocking Sonic. I know, not at all, but it's not even close. Yeah. This Super Mario Brothers holds up almost flawlessly. And honestly, yeah. Sonic, the first Sonic, had the benefit of A, these games came before, and B, a, a generation later software. Yes, and this so. still holds up better, which is not a knock against Sonic. It's just saying yeah, we, that, can't, we can't lavish enough praise on this game. Right, so. So good job, Mimoto. Oh, I, I need to give credit to this guy. Praise. <laughs> I hope this guy's still alive because I know he listens to the show. Yep. But, uh,. <laughs> Uh, Miyamoto and Takashi Tezuka. 
Okay. Nobody ever gives him credit, but he was also the designer with Miyamoto. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. yeah, they made... I mean, it's it's obvious why Miyamoto... I mean, even I know that guy. Yeah. That's how I... Uh, even you. I just called you a dog. Yeah, you so. did. Even me, a stupid, dumb yeah. dog. <laughs> Speaking of stupid, dumb dogs... Yeah. Do you think we have any new iTunes reviews or anything like that? We probably do. So you're trying to tell me that it's a little time for something called... Fan, fan feedback. feedback. I just called our uh, fans dirty dogs, so that's good. Do you want me to read the iTunes review? I think you said I need to do. Oh, yeah, I have it right here, though. You can read okay. it. Okay. So we have a new iTunes review, and which is awesome, first of all. And second of all, kudos to the person who wrote this review, because it's Michael Thompson. Oh, I heard that name. Who I happen to know is from Australia. Yeah, so that kind of blew us away that we could read this on our iTunes here. Because we've already looked into this. We can't see reviews from other countries. Other countries. They're there and they're good. Please leave them. Yeah. But they can only see reviews from their countries. We can only see reviews from our countries. Per my understanding. There are ways you can get around yes. that. But it, like just going through iTunes is not the way to do it. So either Michael Thompson is a magician. He's a wizard. Or iTunes fixed something. But he says, Retro Bliss, let's get into it. Although it took nearly 90 episodes to pronounce my name correctly. That's right, we did it. This is still the number one podcast named Retro Blist. So kick back and let these redneck gaming geeks entertain your ear holes. Just be careful of the bugnicks. That's why I let you read it. Yes. I can't say the, the word I made up without cussing. <laughs> yes. You listen to our well, Sonic really episode. Cussing, but having very coarse language. Yeah. We should... So, uh, That's always going to go down in infamy. So, also, uh, we got we asked for fan feedback with this game especially. Um, Where at, Johnny? Well, I'm glad you asked, Trevor. You can go to Facebook and look up the group Retro Blist on there. Join it. It's a great, fun community. Where did you put this? That guy, there's so many of these. Here it goes. No, yeah. <laughs> All right. Andrew Coed uh, said, I have probably put more time into this game than any other. The perfect controls, and they really are perfect. A mm. wonderful level design and variety, catchy music, and the massive amount of secrets. This game redefined what a video game can be. I will never forget finding the one-up in, in an invisible block. Discovering the warp zone. Earning a ridiculous number of extra lives. Let me just say real quick, Trevor and I... Uh, no, we did use the warp zones in the end. But the first time yeah. I beat it this week, I didn't use warp zones. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I will never... When we're earning a ridiculous number of extra lives, jumping on a beetle shell, on the stairs, or even discovering Minus World. I was discovering new things in this game years after its release. A true masterpiece in every sense of the word. Uh, Dan, uh, Daniel Chavez said, not to copy what uh, people would say, but this game is still truly a masterpiece, will be honest time. I still play it to this day, and it still holds up better than some of the newer games that are out now. Levels are well designed, and the music is legendary. It has become such an icon of gaming. It has sparked so many others like it. However, I'm truly interested to know what the official voices of all retro gaming think of it. Will they say it's Retro Blist approved? Or will they simply go find another princess in another castle? Hmm. That's how we should have just, when we put this episode up, steal that as the copy there. Like... You know what I mean? Like when, no. 
when you people look up what's this episode about, you always put a little funny thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Okay. So Timmy Mac goes with Trevor Mac, as I said at one time, and I've never forgotten. So many memories. It was the second video game I ever played, and it blew six-year-old me away. I put countless hours into this timeless classic. Graphics and music, unprecedented for its time, and I believe holds up well today. We agree. We can thank Mario for inspiring many other creators and in, in games we've had ever since. Bradley Michael Boson? That's the one I never feel right You said about. we said it perfectly, so just remember how you said it the first time. I don't, though. That's the problem. I'm going to go with Boson. I can remember where one-ups are in the game I haven't played in five years, but I can't remember this. Yeah. That's uh, what you care about, really. <laughs> Second game ever played after Legend of Zelda. That's a good one-two punch. Oh, yeah. Uh, never beat it, but often reached that last level 8-4. Everything I had was Mario themed from my bedding to clothes to popcorn tins. Nothing was or ever will be quite as iconic. Rich VD said, I'll be honest, I used to hate this game growing up with a passion. Before I got my NES, I had to go to a friend's house who had this in Zelda. I always wanted to play Zelda, but he insisted we always play Mario. I kind of can understand that. Like, if you want to try another game, even if the other game's good, yeah, like you can get a little bitter about it. He goes, left me bitter for years. Looking back, though, it's a great game. But Mario 2 is still my favorite Mario title of all time. We will cover Mario 2 at some point. And that's that's pretty unique. You don't hear yeah. many people say that. Not that it's not a great game. You just don't hear many people say it's their favorite. Spoiler alert, I enjoy Mario 2 quite a bit. I'm looking forward to covering it. Yeah. So Douglas Delecky Jr. goes, I was an Atari 2600 kid. A family friend was an early adapter of the NES when I was 7 or 8. Adopter, even. Adopter. What did I say? Oh, I said adapter. Yeah. Uh, yep. No, I'm AC adapter. With- I'm sticking with what I said. Okay. It's a video game. It's an adapter. Yep. <laughs> they had uh, SMB, Super Mario Brothers, and their dad played baseball on the NES at night. It was so beyond everything else. It was like a whole different experience. Blew my mind, and I still love NES to this day. And then Gail Wilson goes, this is the reason that we bought a Nintendo. Trevor. Well. Let's say that I didn't have Facebook, but I did have Instagram. Is there a way I could... I don't know, comment on stuff for this show there. Sure is. Just follow Retro Blist on Instagram. And I have to say, shockingly, there's only two comments on the Instagram post. Um, so Instagram, you got to catch up with Facebook. But Michael Thompson, who just left us a very kind review, said he, dang it. <laughs> he was playing this last night. Love it to death. Not the most perfect platformer, but darn close to it. At a time before platformers were any good. That's very true. Defined the genre and laid the foundation for a near flawless series. And I gotta say, it takes a big man for Michael Thompson to admit that when we sort of gave his beloved Alex kid oh, yeah. somewhat mixed reviews. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not his fault, though. No. So I was kidding. <laughs> Sean CV79, who's being sarcastic, said, Doug Hunt, the game that made every little kid get too close to the TV screen. That's true, though. <laughs> and also Super Mario Brothers. But for real. Every yes. time I play Dunk Up with somebody, somebody always try to get up as close to the TV screen as possible. Not to get off topic, but, but I thought about this, and I'm getting off topic. Yeah. I have old TVs that can use light guns. So Dunk Up may be in our future. Either as a full episode or a couple of light gun games in one episode. Oh. I think we should do it. I agree. But before we worry about that. I think it's time that we take a break. And listen to these sponsors. Or just one, whatever. Old this one, one sponsor. Let's play it. 
Will you be the one to witness the birth of the incredible Nintendo Entertainment System? The one to play with Rob, the extraordinary video robot, batteries not included. He helps you tackle even the toughest challenge. Will you be the first to raise the incredibly accurate Zapper and play games like Duck Hunt or action-packed Hogan's Alley and high-flying Kung Fu, each sold separately? Will you be the one to experience the Nintendo Entertainment System? Comes with Rob, Zapper, Control Deck, two controllers, Gyromite, and Duck Hunt. Wow. Smooth is how I would describe us, Trevor. Yeah, not You me. know what else I would love to hear? That's also pretty dang darn smooth. That, of course, is the Bliss Quiz. Quiz. First, my good, kind sir. Play along at home and try to beat our scores. And I have a feeling Johnny's knows some of these answers, but I hope not. So, Johnny. I have, I have a terrible memory at times, so this might play in your favor. I hope so. Which of these is false regarding the hard mode? Okay. Which, of course, we said you unlock when you beat the game. Right. A. Goombas are replaced by Buzzy Beetles. B. Am I, I'm picking which one's true or false? False. Okay. B, this has been a lot harder if we didn't just play the hard mode. <laughs> B, all enemies walk faster. Or C, fire bars are replaced by spikes. Well, it's going to be C. Yeah. Because none of the other two are definitely true. Yeah, the Goombas are replaced by the Buzzy Beetles. All the enemies walk faster. The fire bars are actually increased is all that happens. Trevor, for your first question, I went to eBay. Uh-huh. I looked up three items, and you're going to tell me which one of these items is the cheapest. Okay. Okay. I uh, you're going to do the percentage thing I recommended? Oh, never mind. You don't have to. No, My bad. you're picking which one's yep. the cheapest. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's sad? Is I doubted myself when you questioned yeah, me. Yeah, that's why. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Even though I knew in the back of my head that I had planned this out right. All right. I'm trying to get the pictures up on my phone because you'll need to see these. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Item number one. Yeah. It's Mario Kart Arcade GPDX driving games. Oh, mercy. That's what it looks like. Literally, Two of them. Yeah, that you actually drive Ooh. and you sit down. And I find the cheapest one. Right, yep. Next item. Uh, Mario and Friends pin badges from the now defunct Club Nintendo. They look like that. Just a bunch of pins and badges oh, in the wow. shapes of the old Mario. It actually looks pretty sweet. Mm. Okay. Or C, Super Nintendo Power Team Super Mario World Jacket. Oh my goodness. Turn which, up the power. So which one of those... Is buy it now cheaper on eBay at this moment? I mean, honestly, from like a sort of logical standpoint, you would think it would either be the jacket or the pins, but that seems too obvious. But two arcade machines, I cannot say that's the cheapest one. But you know what I'm going to do, the arcade machines. Trevor, the Super Nintendo uh, uh, Power Team's World Jacket was $150,000. Oh my goodness. That's what they had as a buy now. I'm not saying that's what I feel it's pretty worth. good so far about my choice. All right. Uh, Mario and Friends pin badges. Uh, those were $24,000. Still pretty, still pretty good. Yep. yep. Mario Kart, the arcade that you just looked at, $22,899. I so won. You won. <laughs> yep. That is ridiculous, but awesome. <laughs> so, Johnny, 
Trevor, what happens uh-huh. if you jump Mario over the flagpole at the end of a level? Like, actually over it. I think the game just keeps going and going. It's just a bunch of nothingness, right? Oh, thank you, but you get three choices. Oh, okay. <laughs> I actually kind of... Did I get it right? We'll see. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, pretend you didn't hear that at home. All right. A, you get the fireworks show and the exit just ends as normal. No, that's not true. B, you get 2,000 bonus points. Or C, there's nothing to do except wait for the time to run out and die. C. Yes. <laughs> yeah. By <laughs> golly. I know that because I did it by accident one time. You're two for two. I gotta get this one. <clears throat> Alright, Trevor, what is Yoshi's full name? They actually gave him a full name at one point. I'm gonna read these to you. You do have four choices. I think I know it. I'm glad I get choices. Here we go. A Yoshi Yoshi Yoshi. Oh no. B T Yoshi Sar Munchakupas. C Yoshi Sarus Rexalot. D Yoshi Sar P Koopa Lucas. Oh, What was the first, second one? With the second one? Uh, T. Yoshisara. Mo- that one. Okay, that is correct. Yeah. Yep. Yes, two for two. They never actually said what the T stood for. I'm going to go with totally awesome. Yep. Because Yoshi rules. He does. Your final question. We're both two for two. This is going to be intense. Which of these is a false statement? You're going to be in a tent if you don't get home in time. Yes. <laughs> a. Mario was originally a square... Replaced due to the popularity of the Mario Brothers arcade game. What? Say it again. Mario, the character, was originally a square. Oh, he's just a... Okay, he's literally the shape of a square. A shape of a square, okay. yes. Okay. I thought you meant like he wasn't cool at all. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm picking which one's false. False, yes. Right. B. Miyamoto and Tezuka drew out the levels on graph paper to make them. C. The Goomba was an inside joke mocking the head shape of Miyamoto's uncle. D. Mario was developed alongside Zelda, and the fire bars were taken from Zelda. Which one is false? Would you like them again? I know for a fact the Zelda one's true. Uh, what was the first one? So you got Mario was originally a square. Miyamoto and Tezuka drew out the levels on graph paper. That one I feel is true. And then Goomba was an inside joke, mocking the head shape of Miyamoto's uncle. Uh, man, I, I'm on the fence on this one. It's either A or C. Uh, I'm going to go with. C. Good job. I just Wait. I thought the Goomba head sort of looked like a bald head. Yeah. So yeah, he was. They didn't know what character Mario was going to be, so the placeholder was just a big square. Right. And yeah. originally Miyamoto wanted the character to be twice the size he is now. Oh. But it was actually um, I can't remember who it was that suggested it. Maybe it was Tezuka suggested that because the Mario Brothers arcade game's popular, let's make it Mario, which is just awesome. The rest is history. Mario, Mario. So you're three for free. I gotta get this one to tie you. There you go, Trevor. How long did the main theme for Mario, the very famous one, uh-huh. remain in the Billboard ringtone charts? Oh wow! Did it last for 125 weeks, 150 days, four months, or 197 weeks? Oh. Do you want those again? I'll go with the highest one. 197 weeks. Yeah. Trevor Franklin, you. Have lost the bliss quiz to me for the first time ever. It's 125 weeks, which is still incredible. That is amazing. <laughs> Back when ringtones were a thing. Now, you don't really hear those anymore because people just keep their phones on silent and vibrate right now. And it's yeah. just all text messages. Well, that's great. I'm glad to lose a bliss it, quiz. Is it great? Not really. I hate it. All right. So but, before we end the show, though, it's time for you to do the shout outs. Yes. The Patreon shout outs. So, Patreons, 
Shout You're out. awesome. Patreon. Those of you who've gone to patreon.com. Shout out. <laughs> and like we mentioned in our Sonic episode, I don't know why you'd want to donate. <laughs> but if you do... We don't get it. If you do, anyone who donates at least a dollar is getting all our bonus audio content. That's we, right. We've uploaded a full review of Sydney Hunter and the Caverns of Death. Right. And we got a bunch of plans. A bunch of plans? A bunch of plans. We've got a bunch of plans of some fun stuff. It's just, it'll, it'll be video game related, of course. Yeah. But I think we're going to do everything from reviewing newer games to uh, just have like fun little history lessons of, of really of important, like Mario, for yeah. being an example. So. Uh, our outtakes from the Sonic episode should come up in the next couple days. Yeah, just, you're going to want to do it. Yeah. I mean. You're going to want to do it. You're going to want to do it. I mean, I don't do it because I get the raw audio because it's recorded on my end. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to and do you're it. cheap. And I'm cheap. Don't be cheap like Johnny. That's right. Be a person. Be like our brand new, brand new last week, almost brand new patron, Bradley Boson. There we go. Thank you, Bradley. Or maybe you'd rather be like Daniel Chavez. Oh. Chavez. Chavez. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever said a name wrong that I totally knew how to say without meaning to, I think. I like Chavez. Chavez. Though. All right, Daniel, your last name's no Chavez. You and Chris both. Chavez's for life. Michael Toms. Michael Toms. Timothy McGowan. Oh, old Timmy Mac. Andrew Coed. Andrew Coed. Hey, Lib Dixon. Caleb Dixon. Christopher M. Scholes. Christopher M. Scholes. Jason Wilson. Jason Wilson. Keith Farnham. Keith Farnham. And we actually do have a brand new patron. That's right, we do. Sean Fritz. Sean Fritz, 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 Fritz. Thank you so much, Sean, for joining, and thank you, everyone else, for being that cool. That's right. This is the only way we know you're cool is if you're actually giving us money. <laughs> yes. Just in general life. Like, if I meet you in the street, yeah. if you hand me a lot of cash, is the only way I know you're actually a cool dude. Yeah, remember that. Yeah. If you don't hand me money, then I'm just going to assume that you're just not that cool. Exactly. So, Trevor, uh, we've kind of done it. This is episode 99. Next week is the big one, the big kahuna. The uh, uh, the the one that nobody said that we would do. All you people out there who doubted us and said that we weren't worth anything, this is what we're going to throw in your stupid mean faces. <laughs> you hear that, McDonald's? Yeah, you hear that, McDonald's? You don't want to sponsor us? Well, look who hit episode 100. That's right. We're just, we could die between now and then still. I, don't, I hate it when you make those kind of jokes. Yep. <laughs> don't like I'm just it. trying to bring you down a little bit. Freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> I should have said... The internet can die between now and then. That's That'd true. probably be the end of the world, though, wouldn't it? More than likely. Um. Hey, I will say just because <laughs> I do another show called History Creeps, cheap plug, uh, that you know certain people have said that this is the week that aliens are going to show up and things could change. <laughs> Look to the skies. That's pretty much every other week, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they're really serious. They're this serious time. this time. Okay. Yeah, they're very serious. Maybe we'll get some aliens to sponsor us. Hey, that's If not you're bad. an alien out there and you love this show, uh, donate a few bucks and we'll give you some free audio. Well, it's not free for donating money. No, it's not. And we're not going to reveal what episode 100's game is going to be. It's a humongous surprise. It's going to be huge. We got some. We got something up our sleeve. Also, real quick, last bit of housekeeping here. For episode 100... Uh, we want to do like a, you know, an Ask Trevor and Johnny section. So mm-hmm. any question about anything, it can be video game related or not, that you've ever wondered about us for whatever reason, 
ask show. It, yeah, ask it. Uh, I think at one point we'll put something up on the Facebook page and on the Instagram. That's a good idea. And uh, ask us. So have your questions ready? You can ask more than one. We don't care. And in fact, um, we we're going to put that up tonight because uh, we're going to be recording episode 100 before this episode comes out. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. I forgot our schedule. <laughs> so I hope you uh, sent those questions in on our Facebook and Instagram. Yep. That's right. We're going to go post it now, probably. So I shouldn't even. This was stupid and pointless. Like everything we do. Yep. So thanks for listening. We very much appreciate it. Uh, stay tuned for next week where we uh, we end the show on a humongous note. That's right. We're ending the show. How many times are we going to do that joke? <laughs> Woohoo! It's me! How did you do Mario at the very beginning? You did it way different. Well, let me just say then, since <laughs> I never actually stopped the skit to say it, I started laughing because I thought you were going to do the Mario voice. I realized we started the skit without actually saying who was going to be Mario. <laughs> For some reason, I assumed it was going to be you, so I started laughing when I realized you wanted me to do it. <laughs> the reason I wanted you to do it is because I knew you weren't prepared. <laughs> Mission accomplished. And I knew I would enjoy it, personally. <laughs> so you started out with like, It's Mario! It's Mario! Like that, and I enjoyed it immensely. So, uh, thanks for that. That's what I needed for this week. <laughs> yes. So thanks for listening, uh, and as Mario would like to say, uh, Woohoo! Click the rings. That's 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 somebody else. Hit the stop button, man. <laughs> <laughs>